Welcome to the Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition. I'm one of your hosts, Perrin. And I am Cedius, because, you know, Dave's not here, which you could tell by the fact that Perrin started the show. But he didn't screw it up this time. Well, you I was bored. Yeah, I, I think he, he must have prepped or something. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Dave didn't screw it up, and he's not here. So, so he no, screwed no, it no, up. Dave, exactly. Dave, Dave screwed it up, uh, and the reason screws he's not here, the, the screws that are in his leg. The screws in his leg, exactly. Uh, <laughs> he beat me to the punchline. See, see Paul knows what's up. <laughs> also because I love abusing him as well. I mean, well, so love you, Dave, but they're making him stronger, faster. Uh, they have the technology. Well... He'll have one leg, which is going to really look silly as he's na na na. But that one leg's going to be really strong, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, if you hadn't already picked up on this, we have a returning <laughs> guest who knows what's what. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and uh, finish finish the introductions over uh, here. How y'all doing? Uh, Paul Von Stetzel. I work uh, as a director for uh, Killing Joke Films. We do a lot of music videos and. Uh, Short films, things like that, and also I direct theater, including uh, have a couple shows in the Fringe Festival, and I'm a part of uh, Shadow Horse Theater. And we'll be getting into more of that in due time. But we also have a first-time guest on the show. But Hello, but but he's familiar with podcasts, so someone uh, yes, this, this won't this won't be too much of a stretch for him. It's not like he like wasn't one of the financial backers for the uh, on hiatus awful copter of which we've had a few of the hosts on, mm-hmm. so. Yep. My name's Stefan. I'm the, uh, uh, thank you. I'm the uh, technical coordinator for uh, Fearless Comedy Productions, which really only means that I'm the uh, first person they contact when they need uh, sound or lighting design or uh, tech. Uh, thankfully, I still get paid, you know, reasonably well, which is the point of the company, but uh, yeah, so that's fun as a uh, secondary thing. And then yeah, I'm also a pretty prolific podcast listener and guester. Awesome. I thought for a moment you were going to say, I'm also pretty. <laughs> like, well, you know, good, glad you're confident. Well, I'm pretty. He, he is in Dave's chair, so that would be part of the personality that would go with that. It's that self-centered, I have a look. I'm pretty for podcasting. I know about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm handsome as can be when I'm on the radio. <laughs> I'd like to say I've got a voice for radio, but I've heard myself. <laughs> yeah, I kind of have that feeling too. I have a voice for text. Yeah, yep. everyone. I think we have that situation where it's that disconnect where we hear what we are, then we hear that from myself. It's I hear that and I go, "Who is the fucking Keanu Reeves hipster that keeps talking?" <laughs> oh, shit, how did they? Me. How did they edit me out? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they? <laughs> uh, so the first thing we're going to be drinking. Oh, smells lovely. Yeah, yeah it does. It does. <laughs> this is the Unchilled Filtered oh. Collection, Scotland's smallest distillery, Edradour. This is aged eleven mm. years. Yeah, I hadn't even brought it to my Ooh. nose. Really, it was I, just like the pour on the table. And it, like it, it passed yes. by me, and I smelled it. it was just like yeah. we're starting with a good one. You can already tell. Um, and oh, it is. So like Dave, he's doing things in the wrong order, where he's starting with something that's awesome, and we'll end with something that's disappointing. I really like that we're no, blaming no. Dave for everything already. This oh, is yeah. awesome. No, no. <laughs> this is not what works around here when he's not here. And he gives us ample opportunity, because he's got a job where he travels, and so, you know. Um, this this says it is natural color. Wow. Ooh, this is really? A, this is a really dark single malt, um, huh. which I initially was like, hmm, lovely caramel. Um, but... They are saying it's uh now I've had the Edradour eight. It was at one point the youngest before I started on this podcast. It had been the youngest scotch that I'd had, and uh, 
it was surprisingly delightful at eight years. So I'm quite excited to see where it's gone. Yeah, for those of you who didn't tune in last month, we broke him of that hard because the two American single malts we had, Jesus. I think the older one was two years. Yeah. Oh. It was basically like they waved it at a cask and said, done. And yet, it was not that bad. No, I it was, was I, It made me go, wow, if you'd actually aged this properly, I wonder how it would have tasted. And I have to admit, I've never tried this, so I'm really I'm really excited about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it smells delightful. Uh, Am I really... Cake. Oh, cake. Mm-hmm. There's okay, a sweetness. There's most of a sweetness there. Apricot. I was going to say, either I'm, I'm very... Unpracticed in um, describing. It's all right. We just yeah, bullshit until you know. <laughs> sure, but no. Was, the, the sweetness over there. I'm sorry, mm, you're saying that. I was, I was just saying that I, I get a, um, a sort of a bourbon smell, or um, and that and bourbon or port. And I think that's why I'm going to like this. I'm a bourbon guy. Okay. As much as I was raised on Scotch, uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've got a natural sweet tooth. So I'll, that's why I'm already saying I think this is mm-hmm. definitely going to be up my alley. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's definitely mm-hmm. uh, it's got a lovely lovely nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Got a little it's, tiny bit of floral in there. Just yeah, I was, t- I was going to say bit. there's a little floral. There's mm-hmm. nothing um, sharp or biting about this. No, no, not at all. It's... Uh, maybe um, candied banana. Huh. I know you don't like banana, yeah. and I didn't want to mention it, but... Kind of like Bananas Foster? I, I had mm-hmm. just kind of gotten a Bananas thing. I, I had done a reset and gone in and... Yeah, the apricot has kind of moved off onto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was funny as as I caught some of the coffee that you just brought in. All of a sudden, like I I lost more of that and got actually a little bit more of the floral right now. To be honest, is that True Stone coffee? It is True Stone coffee, and as a matter of fact, <laughs> if so, you would, if you'd like to order some True Stone coffee, how would you how would you go about that? You would go to their website and use promo the promo code Fearless Coffee to get twenty five percent off. Through, I believe, the end of September. End of August or end of September. I don't remember when it expires. But Fearless Coffee, for a, a, a little while, will get you 25% off. But if you forget that, you can always use promo code SCOTCH for 10% off. And we don't expire. And we don't expire. Well, I mean, we will at some take, point. Well, I plan on drinking enough scotch to continue. Absolutely. <laughs> People are just like, how are you still possibly young? It's um, pickled. It, it works out very well for me. Right. Okay, the apricots come back. So so it, it, it moves in and out. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this nose. <laughs> Phrasing. Oof. <laughs> it's got a little zing. Yeah. Oh, yes, it does. That's got some bite. The bite's really on the front, though, not it, on the back. And also, it's funny, the, the scotchy or the uh, bourbony kind of sweetness, it's it, it's more in the smell. You don't really get yeah. it as much mm-hmm. in the flavor. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Which doesn't kill me. Uh, I'd go with some leather in the finish. Mm-hmm. Um... Do it a little on the palate. Yeah. It's a bit harsh. Um, see, I didn't get the harsh at all. Once I have, like, breathed a couple of times past the tongue, the harsh Actually, kicks in. But if you just let it... Yeah. If you just keep your mouth closed, let it sit, swallow, and let it sit for a little while before you start to breathe through your mouth again, it's surprisingly smooth. And actually, this, that was my second my second bit that I had that was a bit... That wasn't as... Quite as brutal. It really does hang for a little while, too, which is very nice. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. There's not a whole lot of flavor. There's, it no. kind of just hits you and then just kind of dies off. Yeah, I was, I, I'm kind of disappointed because I really did was looking forward to more of that sweetness and more of what we were smelling. Yeah. Um, now, uh, 46%. 
Hmm. So it's a little, little high. So it's it's, it's, it's so, on the high side without being cask. Right. So it'll be interesting to see where water takes mm-hmm. it. Because mm-hmm. um, normally I'm I rarely like water. It usually loses everything. It, you and I've talked about that before. But, yeah. Last time when I was here, we see eye to eye on that. But when you come in at forty six, <laughs> there you, might be a little bit of room for error. Yeah. Yo, I, I get some more of the sweetness. Yeah. I get some more of the sweetness. I'm getting more of a cakey donut. Um, it's that banana-y kind of thing we were talking mm-hmm. about. There's more of that happening now. My daughter made donuts the other day, so I'm... Oh, nice. Nice. I'm <clears throat> conditioned to donuts now. <laughs> yeah, with the adding the water, um, it sort of gets it a little bit of smoother mouthfeel and getting mm-hmm. more of a port feeling. Yeah. So It's much more of what we were smelling. We all kind of expected. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. But I'm also getting more vanilla in yep. the nose. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm getting that. I didn't get the vanilla right away, but on the tail end, I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm tasting it. Yeah, the apricot has moved to apple for me. Yeah, I'm not getting the apricot. Well, at everything all now. moves to apple for you <laughs> eventually. <laughs> it all comes back to apple. Yeah, adding the water definitely pulls the vanilla out of the. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. this is funny. I usually am the other way around, where honestly, it's bringing out more of the sweetness and a bit more of that bourbony kind of bit. That I, I like it a lot more. Interesting. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm usually the exact opposite. Mm. It's got a complex palate, mm-hmm. and I'm having trouble nailing like, it down, telling what exactly I'm tasting. But it definitely has more flavor instead of just I'm I'm an alcoholic Scotch, and now I'm sort of fading. The finish is a little shorter, wet, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah. not unpleasant. No, and it still it still lingers. It's still it's still yeah, there it's, long it's still yeah. there. I'm just it's just it it's, really it's lingers like, without. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah I'd say uh, wet or neat, it's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try just a smidge more at the very end to see. I'm so surprised that I liked it more wet. Huh. <laughs> Phrasing. Trying to. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still getting. I added. A, I have a very little bit left, and I added a couple drops of water. I'm still getting some vanilla, but yeah. it's yeah, the super wet. It's nothing, nothing much. But no, I really like that. Yeah, same that's here. Uh, yeah, it was very nice. I have to say that I think this is one uh, that I would enjoy more to the fall winter. Oh, it's, absolutely, it's, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was really weird? Fall with the nose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so the vanilla was coming a lot more in the palate for me, and I was almost going to say candy corn. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, not so a make, strong candy corn no. note, but so I mean, make it's this sort of a make this a nice Halloween scotch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we always try and match up our scotches with our holidays. <laughs> just as soon as we'd say candy corn, I imagine people would be listening, just be like, "All right, I don't want to fucking touch that any way possibly, <laughs> any anyway." <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good, um, good sort of evening bonfire candy apple kind of <laughs> scotch. N- never read professional scotch tasting oh, notes God. if you ever want to drink scotch again, because you're just gonna. It's they're like, fun. They're it's like paid by Bears Waldo. Yeah, they're paid by the flavor. I'm pretty convinced because yeah. you read it and it's like. Well, first of all, they listed 46 flavors. And, and you know, the nose has these 18. And and I'm like, well, I have said some of like turpentine or iodine or um, floor polish and, and things. They're in a good way. Though. In a good way. Well, it's like if you've ever smelled Pledge, mm-hmm. sometimes there's things where you're like, that makes me think of Pledge. Not that 
wow, I've drunk Pledge, which I haven't, and oh, come and on, this, they and they taste just the same. But um, <laughs> but yeah, if you read the professional notes, first of all, I, I'm impressed either with their abilities or with their thesaurus. Because either they're just making shit up and they've got a great mm-hmm. thesaurus, or they really, wow, you've got quite the nose slash palate on it's, you. It's the Dickens concept where they're just getting paid by the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, that's, uh... Yeah, didn't hate it. So I went and I overwatered it and I had a little bit more left. Mm-hmm. And it, with the the touch of water that I added, the burn actually got worse on my tongue. Really? <laughs> but then when I overwatered it, it smoothed out again. So I, I think this one you can really heavily hit. Bring it down to like that 35%. And then... But once again, it's a stronger one too, so I guess not exactly a huge surprise. Mm-hmm. Although I know people who drink cast strength straight, and I'm like... I'll be honest, it's a matter of what it is. I'll, I've done it at some points, and no. it's... There have been one or two that I have done that to, but the vast majority, it's like... The Iran single malt uh, cognac finished one that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been drinking that. Without water, but no, there are some, but the vast majority, I'm like, mm, I think I'm good with water. Mm-hmm. Um, so we rarely start with you, sir. Well, before we get that far, I want to say uh, which uh, independent bottler was this oh. one from? This is Signatory, which we've um, done well with in the past. We yeah. haven't had too many of them, and I know you, Perrin, have said you've had a several single tories that you that you liked. Yeah, um, the signatory I have been pleased with. Um, yeah, they're well. It's also they they do a better. They have a good labeling. I mean, there's there's not much to talk about, but they actually have like what cask it came from, oh, nice. and uh, the age and. You know, speaking of things to talk about, is, is, is there anything to do a pretentious reading Let's of? Let's see. The Unchill Filtered Collection, Signatory Vintage, Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. Due to no chill filtration, this whiskey may turn cloudy when stored in a cool place. It is both more full bodied and full flavored. Natural color. Casks individually selected and bottled by Signatory Vintage Scotch Whiskey Company. Limited Pilchocky. Gesundheit. Pil- Pitlocky. Product of Scotland. So and this re- is uh, bottled, uh, distilled on the 24th of October 2002, bottled on May 2014. This is bottle number 829 of 873. So that's it. You got nothing else. That is one of the things that is a downside to... Um, Private labelings is they basically give you nothing besides here's here's what we we put in the bottle. Have fun. Absolutely enjoy drinking this. We think of it more of a not exactly a pugilist type scotch, but a maybe a like a slight fighting one. Not not, not a full <laughs> brawl, but um. So yeah, and so they it's eleven and and a half. Um. Yeah, well, if you don't want to go first, I will. I, uh, it's, it, um, <laughs> really? <laughs> well, okay, you got to remember, I'm, I'm still dealing with some slight stomach rumblings here. Um, my brain is not entirely engaged. The the flavor was good. Um, I really like that nose. 
That yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's There's... that's one that I mean, if this had not been worth drinking, because it is, uh, this would have been aftershave mm-hmm. that I would have enjoyed putting on. A um, little behind each ear, a little under the tongue. <laughs> it's the best kind. I mean, the aster was aftershave because oh my god, the alcohol and woof. Um, but this this would be actually pleasantly not necessarily the aftershave, just put a little here and uh, aromatherapy. But um, yeah, this 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 was pretty good. Um, I, I did like it with the, with the heavier water. Um, but you, you're right, the flavor was not. You know, it, it, it had a couple of notes. Um, you know, one trick pony. Um, the finish was very short. I mean, even even un, um, unwatered, it was not the longest finish. So this is one that, you know, if you want to keep the, the, the palate going, you have to keep drinking it. Um, I think I'm going to give it a 3-4. Um, by the way, uh, we did not tell you the scoring system. <laughs> so, ha! Guess! No, uh, the scores range from 1 to 5, where 5 is the best thing you've ever had in your mouth, 1 is a war crime, mm-hmm. uh, we accept... Decimals, as you can tell, mm-hmm. uh, three being straight up average. Um, I think I would have gone. I'm, I keep bouncing back and forth because it's definitely above a three. Mm-hmm. I don't quite think it's a three five. I really love the nose, but the body and the finish, or the palate and the finish, were mediocre. They mm. were, you know, so the nose was like a three seven. And everything else was around a three. That's kind of where I was going with this. And mm-hmm. so I think I'm going to go three, three, just because it, I was just a little disappointed. I mean, I was like, you set me up for just an amazing mm-hmm. experience. And then it was like, oh, you know, it's not bad, but, huh. Mm-hmm. I think I think if somehow it was flipped where it was, an, the nose was like, meh. And then the body was that amazing. I'd have scored it a lot higher because oh, yeah. I'd have been like, mm-hmm. "Wow, this is mm-hmm. this is the trailer was really really interesting." Then you got to the film, and you're like, "Oh, so it's Valerian." No, 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 no spoilers. I've not seen it yet. <laughs> oh, neither have I. But everyone has told me. Yeah, exactly. No, no, much more Iron Fist. Uh, oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. No, oh, come on, Valerian. <laughs> I mean, good grief. That's closer to war crime. <laughs> I love the reviews on that. It's just merciless, which is really unfortunate. No, I, I'll still see it. I, I honestly, I, we're pretty much all on the same page. Uh, same thing where we got that extra sweetness when we're smelling it. It was just, I mean, we all picked up so many different things. Vanilla, like I said, being a, being a bourbon fan of, again, that extra sweetness. But it wasn't too much, and I was expecting that. And then you get it and go, oh, so... I'll probably just go a little bit further because I did like it a little bit more and go with the three four altogether. But I mean, we're pretty much all talking the same language so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's um, it's definitely above average. It's certainly really good. It's not you know, it's not a standout. Um, admittedly, my um, my Scotch tasting experience has been rather limited. This is probably about the third or fourth Scotch I've actually been really careful to analyze. And so you know, again, you know, it's above average not gonna blow you know it's not blowing you out of the water so mm-hmm. yeah definitely um middle threes yeah probably about three four as well 
It's a really solid thing. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, and actually mentioning the idea that this is something where, yeah, we had this and enjoyed it, but if you continue to drink it, I, I could see like possibly a little bit more of that sweetness coming out and enjoying it. Just just to be fair in talking about it, and I think that's something that why I scored it just a little bit higher is I'm down with that in in as opposed to you know some scotches where you'll have some more and it starts to kind of peter out. Where I really like if there's a little bit more of a punch as you're having it. Just just and that's also a personal taste kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, has anyone seen an uh, like an Edra Dewar fifteen or eighteen or twenty? I can't think of... I've seen the 12 distillers, and I've seen the the Balachins, but I've not seen an... I think I've seen an 18. Have you? Okay. I I think I wasn't able to buy it. when the 8 came out, and this was quite a few years ago, that was... That was all there was. How long ago was that? uh, Eight. Okay, because that was around the time when I was... uh, I think, actually, I saw that over at... uh, I'm not trying to do dead air here, and I just I did the same thing where it just flew out of my head. Oh, uh, happy gnome! Uh, okay, and it would have been around that same time. That's why I ask when, and I'm pretty sure that I'd seen it there. But it was the eight. Yeah, and and I highly recommend if uh, now I don't know where the price is now for the eight. When I got it, it was very inexpensive. Oh, it was yeah, uh, yeah young, totally. and I was like, well, we'll see how painful this is. And it turned <laughs> out I was really pleased, and I'm I'm looking given that this is okay. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing what a 15 or an 18, because, I mean, they may have some older ones, but they have not gotten to a – they are a tiny distillery. Yeah, and I, and and I really so – I'd love to have more of this. I absolutely, I absolutely would. I absolutely would. We're going to crucify yeah, I think they, blind. I think they mostly have been um, doing blends, and then um, I think they started doing single malts maybe 30 years ago at most. So I, I don't know how much – They've been really focusing on yeah. doing anything like that. Well, and I could be wrong on that too. Maybe it's just the distribution over here has been. Well, that, yeah, recent. that that is always but. a a big question mark. Um, that's the other thing, um, as we've said with some other private bottlings. Always look. Um, you, it's it's an interesting crapshoot because, as it said, this is from a specific cask. Now you're pretty safe that everything from that cask is going to be roughly the same, but. What the private bottlings tend to do is they will go out and they will find a cask or several casks and they will tend to just bottle them and you get what you get. And if you get from a good, a good cask that tastes amazing, woohoo! And if you don't, wop, wop, wop. And they've, we've, we've run into that where we've had the single barrel Bel- Belvini and Dave and I had very different barrels. With very different flavor <laughs> profiles and very different opinions on what was good. How old? Um, this, these were 15s. Oh, wow. Um, and they were um, distilled six months apart and bottled four months apart. Dave's was amazing. Mine was garbage. <laughs> so so that's where the, the private bottlings tend to be, um, or off-label, however you want to call them, mm-hmm. tend to be... a. Uh, you can get some interesting ones. You can get them cheaper. I like the, what will this be? But sometimes you're like, oh, it will be stewed underwear. <laughs> Perhaps I didn't get a good deal. Um, well, there's a market for that, though. A lot of the Japanese. I was going to say, in yeah. Japan. Thank you. That was, that was low-hanging fruit. That was <laughs> it, too it, it, easy. It's big in Japan. But before, oh, sort of Tom before we start getting the, uh, the next pour yeah. going... Uh, 
Paul's already anticipating where I was going to go. Well, and that. also I, I thought of, uh, besides just yapping about this stuff too, I've got postcards to like throw at y'all so you can you know ask me about ah, it. Ah, my eye! There's, exactly. It's always funny until you know someone gets an eye poked out or gets pregnant, and then it's fucking hilarious. Or both. Oh, at the same time. That's that's talent, man. I think I've seen that. I think I've seen that online. Uh, but yeah, actually I was taking those up because I, I thought to myself... Well, unlike last time, where I'm just yapping about it. What would you guys, you know, you can check out the postcards for either of the shows. And uh, so I have two different shows in Fringe Festival. In fact, right now, as we're as we're recording, the second Fringe, uh, the uh, preview, the previews. Thank you very much of each of the show or the different shows that are that are a part of tonight. Three minutes. Uh, my one, the tragedy of Obi Wan Kenobi, is doing its preview. And well, I mean, this will come out after it, so I can give it away. We we weren't because it covers the different aspects of the original trilogy. Uh, and then, so with that, we kept it open to what people were going to see because we're all over the place. And we're actually, for this one, doing... Uh, we have two different uh, uh, interpretations, or I should say we're, we have two different... Uh, two different moments of where there's a translation. One of them is where 3PO is uh, translating for R2, and another one where Chewie is being translated for by Han, and we're doing the, Ch- the Han-Chewie one uh, tonight that I can't be there for, unfortunately, but because I'm here, which is awesome being a part of it. And we're, we're pretty stoked. It's a great mix of being nerdy, of where we've got like different, like different interpretations, uh, like feminist concept and different elements of what's going on within the original trilogy, but we're not... We're still trying to focus in on those and, of course, try to ignore that the prequels even happen. In fact, we open up with the quote-unquote scroll, the voiceover, of where it stops and you just hear the voiceover say, Then came the prequels, as as we all feel that way. So, yeah, yeah so that's kind of the, the nuts and bolts of what I'm directing. I'm Paul Von Stutz, I'm the director of uh, Tragedy Owen Kenobi. Uh, Dave Stanger was the, is the writer. He's also playing Obi-Wan, and this is something he wrote, and I... And it, I helped him, and the cast has really helped put things together. So, how about this? Just what do you, what do you guys, what questions do you guys have? So instead of me just yapping about this, as you're sitting there looking at the postcards, which are very much obviously old school Star Wars up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I saw. What were you laughing about, man? <laughs> oh, um, I was looking at the cast list, and and I was already aware that there are a couple of other fearless members involved with uh, the production. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I was not aware of was who was playing Chewbacca, who is someone I'm familiar with in a completely different artistic endeavor. Um, the performer yeah. in question recently was at a, uh, a show I was at uh, taking Weird Al songs and doing some fun little dances with them. That was, at the mount, was that at Mounds? At, at, at the Mounds, yes. Yeah, yeah, so. Mr. Mr. Smokey Throbinson. Yes. Yep. And, yeah. and he, he does a, uh, a wonderful rendition of... Uh, Oh, which 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 else songs is it? The um, uh, "Wanna Be My Lover." Oh, nice! And yeah, I've I'd, I'd seen him do it before, and so I I knew what was coming, and the rest of the audience that had not seen it because there were a few others that I know uh, that were there had seen it before. Yep, Smokey um, is our is our Chewy. He's he, our he, Chewbacca. Yeah, he. He has a very good stage presence. Well, and you can imagine, he, so he, like R2, has no lines except in their original language, so you can imagine what he does with that and how far, and he does one hell of a fucking Wookiee voice. I'm sure he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm just having trouble picturing Matt Kesson as the voice of Darth Vader. Oh, God, you must be kidding. It's No, no, he very oh, much is. Oh, my God, that goddamn Kesson, one of the ones that breaks me every time we're at rehearsal is when he's doing the voice and your thoughts give you away and also sister every time he does it he nails it to the point where it's and that's part of what we're trying to capture with the play is 
that we have these moments of where we're we're not tearing it apart, but we're really analyzing it to some extent, but where we still want to keep all of our mutual love for the original trilogy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah, Kess and he was someone we immediately hit up about that. And like we did. Uh, well, you're wearing your horror festival shirt. He was I, in. I am. Yep, uh, he was in my horror fest show last year that uh, Tim Moran wrote, and we had a great time working on that. And we're buddies, and uh, recently also realized our history of, of uh, our love for thrash. So we love to talk music at different points too. But no, Kesson is the the cast is sick. We really, really uh, went for this one, and it's it's incredibly strong. I'm really, really, pr- I'm quite proud of all of them. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, I was I was also looking at the front and trying to decide if they had based. Some of the facial hair on on the director or not? <laughs> nope that's that's all uh, that's the writer producer and that's okay. who's playing Obi Wan. That's been really fun to put that together. He's, it's great to work with a producer writer who is willing to work with you on different lines and pacing and will listen, but at the same time will still say, "Hey, but this is what I intended." So let's work together on what we need to do. And the same thing with the actors as well. And that's that's such a great experience when you're when you're doing something like that. That I'm sure we can all relate to in saying, "This is my intent." But say, for example, we've got so many monologues in this. He's got his own monologue. We have a Leia monologue. And with those two, it's really tough when you have an entire scene where you have, for example, of course, we have to have the trash compactor scene. I mean, how can you not? Mm. And you have something so fun and so interesting like that. And then you go to a monologue. And it's it's one of the things that he was very open and listening to about and saying, all right, we want to make sure we keep this interesting. And he was already had his eye on the prize for, yes, we want to keep the pacing going, but we still want this differentiation between the scenes of what happens. Very cool. I got to I got to deal with um, uh, a scrimshaw as Palpatine once, and that was that was which, hard. What show was that? That was that was a an opening ceremony skit at uh, Convergence. Oh and, hell! Uh, I did not know about that. Yeah, we did a <laughs> we did a West Wing um, Star Wars crossover. Good that, grief! So, yeah, it was it was was it George Ash. It was Josh. Josh. Oh, it was the, the, the Sith Wing. <laughs> when was that? Oh, God. Oh, God. What year would that have been? Many, many years Many ago. moons. Many moons. I was that... Yeah. Six? The, the hard part I was found, and I'm, I'm... The reason it popped into my mind listening to you is how hard it can be sometimes to be serious... In, in proper levels, I mean. Oh, absolutely! It's, when it, when somebody's delivering a line, <laughs> you're just like, oh, absolutely, and that's something that's oh, and besides that, we have enough actors that are doing ridiculous things. R two, for example, uh, is very much knows so much more about what's going on than three PO. So these moments of where you have R two really basically fucking with three PO or saying things and just saying you're ridiculous, and you have three PO who's just listening to this actor. This actress who's just making beeps and sounds and being a smartass. So there's plenty of moments within this that everyone's like, all right, we're going to keep running this and get this out of our systems. But yeah, Matt Sachs as, uh, as Palpatine, Matt's uh, the artistic director for uh, Shadow or Cedar that I'm a part of, and his Palpatine is... It's an, it's almost obnoxious how good he is because I as a director, I stand there and watch him and I'm like... Uh, turn to your right a little bit more. Like, what else have I got for you? I mean, because his voice just, he has that already. And it's another one of the monologues. So it's another one you have to be really hyper aware of keeping it interesting because you don't want people to, to start getting bored with it too. But And it's not that the script is born by any means, but it's just that difference between going from such an exciting scene, we have several different, uh, several different 
uh, lightsaber battles, which of course are just have blast. Well, you want to talk about people who are in convergence and within the community. Jenna Young is our is our mm-hmm. uh, choreographer and previous guest of the show. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. So many so many levels of awesome, and she's put that together, and I could not be happier. It looks just it, it's got enough of the original flavor. We didn't. It's not like she copied exactly what we had for the battles but within the the styles of each of the person each of the characters and what they're doing she absolutely encapsulates it very cool um i I noticed that you had you had two things here um the the thing that amused me is you're the director for both shows did you ever decide you know today i'm gonna start directing the other one while I direct the first one, you know, and just... Uh, it's 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 a balancing act. The thing, and I don't know if we wanted to break, and we can talk about the other one later on or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a balancing act, but the thing is I do, this is all I do is this and music videos and what have you. So the big thing was both shows had their shit together very nicely early on. I mean, Blackbeard, they hit me up, literally, the producer hit me up the, the day after the lottery. So right there, we were contacting people. We had a set designer already working on set. So that was one of the reasons I said yes to both is I was like, okay, as long as we stay ahead of the power curve for what we're doing, mm-hmm. I feel very comfortable with this. I mean, of course, I'm still exhausted beyond belief yeah. now and everything. It builds but, character. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> I need more of that shit. Um, but it's also, uh, Fringe was so great that both shows are in the same venue because in the paperwork, oh, <laughs> oh don't get me started how amazing that is. I, uh, because in the paperwork, and I was unaware of this because I hadn't, I've been brought on as a hired gun for shows, but I haven't really run yeah. one for quite some time. Mm-hmm. That they have in the paper that says, "Oh, are any of your lead uh, techs or personnel are they in other shows?" And you list them off, and so they put me in the same venue, which is amazing. So it's another thing too that Fringe just makes this too easy to be able to to pull this off. But it's it's been great. And the other thing too is you know when you do Fringe, you know theater in town pretty much shuts down and it's one of those things where I, with two shows I get to just completely immerse myself into my, my fiance is in a show in a belly dance show so I mean it's it's one of those things where I feel like for the first time in a while I get to just throw myself right in the community hang out catch up with like a lot of people that I haven't that I haven't seen in ages you know it's that thing where oh I'll, I'll, I'll uh, I work so much but I'll, I'll get a chance to hang out with some friends this year but that are they're outside of work exactly and then yeah now it's halfway through the year and I'm like ah oh, that, that didn't fucking work out for me whatsoever <laughs> did it so I'm really stoked about besides just the shows being able to get back in and hang out with people and such very cool and this is going to go live before Fringe starts, so we'll be Excellent. able to... Uh, at the end of the show, we will do a, a full recap of dates and times, and I will list off the other shows to which Fearless has at least a paw in, in, in the pie somewhere. Speaking of Fearless, our other guest. <laughs> you oh, caught my segue. Good job. Look at that. <laughs> drove that segue right over. Yes. <laughs> that, was just, that was just sad. And now back. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. And Job just and Job just leaves the shot. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I have a whole lot of nothing going on right now. So, uh, yeah, again, it's a balance. It's a good balance, reintroduce, man. Introduce yourself. <laughs> again, I'm uh, Stefan. Uh, Stefan Moller. I'm the uh, fearless te- fearless comedy productions technical coordinator. So, um, yeah, I'm doing. Uh, I do whatever tech can be done for things uh, since Fringe is happening. We really uh, fearless itself doesn't really have a lot of stuff going on. Um, as far as I understand, um, I've always been sort of orbiting fringe because I know a lot of people who act. I know some people who tech and things like that, but I've never really gotten involved in it. But as I understand, most of the venues have their own tech, so they don't really none of the shows really fly in a tech to uh, to do anything. So I don't really get pulled into pulled into doing fringe stuff. But I've got a lot of things starting up. Um, 
probably in September or so. What what you doing? Now? So um, I've got uh, Fearless has a um, a new show starting on um, a new monthly show starting on uh, I believe Saturday night, uh, September twenty second. It's going to be called uh, Fearless Presents. It's a um, hour hour and a half I think long uh, variety show produced by uh, Fearless member Duck Washington. Um, hey Duck! Oh yep. yes, I. Just saw him as I dropped off Chewbacca heads and mm-hmm. got to say hi to him. Yep. yep. So yeah, he's such an awesome dude. Yeah, he's running that. Uh, it's going to be at the uh, Phoenix Theater on uh, starting at like ten uh, thirty, I believe. It runs ten thirty to midnight. It'll be like the third Saturday of every month or so. And um, since I have, uh, it'll be at the Phoenix Theater in uh, uh, just outside of Uptown Minneapolis. And um, since I had experience. Um, Working at the Phoenix, I did uh, tech for um, Fearless's Die Laughing Marathon fundraiser back in uh, back in April. So I've got called in to uh, to see if I could run tech for uh, for Fearless Presents, or at least as many of the you know Saturdays that it, the one Saturday of the month that I'm available. So here's the here's the big question I have for you: Do any of the Fearless actors actually listen when you're running tech? Do they ever listen? Um, I hear they are just so full of their own egos that you know they I'm just sitting don't. right here. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Oh wait, you said fearless actors. Doesn't remind me, <laughs> not members. <laughs> um, from you said member. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I um I don't know. I've had the I've had the luck of uh, of not really having to yell at any of the actors about anything. But uh, the fearless members who are directors are really cool to work with. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah, my first I'm just kind of giving <laughs> giving fearless people shit because oh, you know yeah, they well, deserve it. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you mention it, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with that for certain. Who are some of the directors <laughs> for the, uh, the different yeah. shows that you've been working on now? Um, the well, the, my first um, my first show with uh, with fearless as a fearless member. Uh, was back in January for um, the inaugural, uh, or no, that's the second one. Um, the second one in, back in January is the inaugural Fearless Five uh, variety. You know, it's a variety-ish show. It was a series of five one-act plays, all written by different people and directed also by different people. So it was a total of ten people on the writing and directing staff, and an, a uh, cast of I believe eight people uh, that were all different per. And um, it was a lot of fun working with them and being able to figure out, trying to figure out uh, sounds and lighting for for each of them, and also working within within one venue, uh, which was at the Mounts Theater. And uh, it sounds like, as a company, we're going to try and make that a uh, an annual thing. So um, this last one was loosely the the story theme was loosely based on uh, Harbingers of some kind or another. Uh, they ended up being wildly different, as you might expect. Uh, one of them was, well, what if the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse were a apartment sitcom? You know, a single, single-camera apartment sitcom. Uh, another was um, an, an amazing performance by uh, Tim Uren uh, in, yeah. <laughs> in a uh, sort of apocalyptic um, seaside town had has this long long ago legend of a weird fish coming up and that's going to be I did telling know, the yeah. I know that show I did not know that's what he did it for that's awesome yeah yeah it's oh, uh, yeah, God, the weird guy. fish comes in that means that 
the sea is going to come and swallow up the town. And it turns out that this was this fish was a crappy little model made by uh, an out of towny student trying to make a horror film, and it just got washed down the. One love, one Lovecraftian goes to Lovecraftian for itself. Yes, nice. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, that was that. And then this next January is going to be um, the next one is going to be conspiracies. So we've uh, we have only we're only just getting into the um, production meetings starting after Fringe, but uh, yeah, next January. Or are you? Dun dun dun! No, it's awesome. I've got a chance to work with uh, Tim and uh, and Duck before. I I, 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 I may have been a member of the Illuminati and in the show selection committee for this upcoming uh, <laughs> thing. Actually, I was in the show selection committee for Harbingers too. So mm-hmm. cool. So we have another another pour, and uh, I can tell you that this is a Battle Hill Bladnoch Twenty Two. So, Blad, Bladnock Distillery. Yes. One I'd never heard of. It is. I, it I is. had to look at the spelling. You just saw me. I was like, what? <laughs> Gesundheit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what, I, kind, what kind of knock? It's the Bladnock. It's the Blacknock. <laughs> you got some Bladnock on your shoe. Wipe it off before you come in. <laughs> try the Blacknock. All right. Try the Blacknock. All right. Where's the spoon? Uh-huh. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Sorry, man. No, I'm not. That... Huh. Does it smell like a wine to you? I'm actually getting. Um, uh, I was I was getting more almost a peppermint uh, uh, cider. I was getting more cider. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, hard uh, release. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me. Um, I wonder if we get the exact opposite where there's not as much going on. Then we're going to taste this and it's just going to blow our heads off. <laughs> Maybe, but yeah, yeah. I'm definitely getting the cider, particularly because yeah. uh, two years ago I. Another thing I like to do as a hobby is um, home brewing. Excellent. Oh, nice. Good choice, nice. sir. Yeah, nice, I, man. Yeah, I started off with um, extract brewing, which is really cool and a lot of fun. But um, my wife and her best friend really like to do a lot of canning. And um, her best friend, best friend's husband, happen, parents happen to have a couple of pear trees in their backyard oh. that just have an on and an off year. So every other year they just have this crap ton of pears that they've juiced and then uh, there was one year, uh, I think like four years ago, when we lived in a uh, apartment complex out in Woodbury, and right at the entrance they had like this line of four crab apple trees that the year that we were there they just produced like mad. And of course it's an apartment complex. Who the fuck knows that crab apples are edible and you can go <laughs> and eat them? So the two of them steeled off and picked just a shit ton of crab apples and juiced them all and. I should um, tell that's metric, right? Mm-hmm. Cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, not this, not this imperial garbage. <laughs> exactly. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't, don't mess with my imperial shit. <laughs> I like where the line was drawn in this one when you start throwing blows. <laughs> it's, uh, Fuck your metric. <laughs> Darth Sidious <laughs> must support the imperial. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but um, but anyway, so the, I ended up making a just this five gallon batch of cider with straight crab apple juice. Nice. And it was dry as a fucking bone. <laughs> and uh, were you happy with it? Yeah, yeah. And my wife really, really liked it as well. Wow. So this is all right. I'm so this, this reminds this reminds me very much of my uh, crab apple cider. Uh, I, I mean, I see where you're going with the with the cider thing. Like, because the, the the white wine note that I was getting. I mean, I'm still getting it there, but. I can wow. see this being like a like a pear cider, but it's a peppery pear cider. Mm-hmm. And then you yeah. taste it, and everything you thought you knew about this the, was wrong. Well, the pepper, the the pep, yes, the pepper's there. Well, first of all, this is a very pale mm-hmm. scotch. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, the pepper's there. Wow. 
Yeah, no lie, man. <laughs> it's almost mm. a bit much. On the first t- tasting, I haven't done a second, though. Now, um, following the trend, this is also a 46. Ah. So, I think... Is this your theme? Yeah. Um, I like the finish. Yeah. The finish, the pepper has, for me, has faded enough. It's gone into a star anise, though. And why? Why did it have to go to anise? <laughs> I'm not getting that yet. I'm getting a very licorice anise. Uh, well, same, same, I would not like that either. I'm not no. getting that because I would not be happy. No, the pepper has faded into licorice. And, oh, oh, the no. pepper for me just sort of faded into a a warm. I'm actually getting a little bit happy. more happy, uh, almost a honey flavor towards the tail end for me. Yeah, but also this. Let's see what happens if I do a little second sip. Hmm. I'm actually getting there's another spice in orange. Here. Mm-hmm. Yep, actually, uh, as you said that, I, I on got the it body actually. and. A little, a little into the the finish. See, I'm not getting that negative aspect of the finish because I would not like that. I do not. I'm not a liquor fan. I would not dig on that. Not yeah, the, my me neither. Yeah, yeah. There's another There's like, something more like allspice. Yeah, <laughs> it's another ground seed thing that I'm getting. It's that's more in the palate than the finish for me. Um, it just the the finish does sort of hang around in your mm-hmm. mouth a while. I, I like it though. Yeah, no, it's. <clears throat> Now, this is a 22, so it's a little aggressive for what I would expect a 22 to be. I'm actually a little surprised you said that. But, um, not... It it ain't weak, there's no doubt about that. Besides just just the, how, besides the proof, it's it's got, I mean, all three, all four of us had like a look at our face, we're going to look at each other, we're like, oh, hello, (laughs) we are very much awake right now, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, hi. Okay, well, wet. <laughs> oh, oh, hi, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the trailer the trailer for... Uh, the trailer came out. Wet, it's kind of faded a fair bit, That's I will bad. say. Let me reset my nose. Yeah, let me do that as well, please. Thank you. Sorry. It's not all gone, but it's definitely... I'm getting nothing off the, pretty much almost nothing off the smell now. I'm still getting a little cider, but I mean, I'm talking little, like a fraction. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The the water almost just mm-hmm. destroys the smell, destroys the nose. Not much different for taste for me. Actually, comes on stronger. Yeah, water oh, water the, often. The nose got a lot sweeter for me hmm. with the water. Interesting. But that's all it is. Now I'm just getting this this sweetness that. I'm still picking up some of the orange. I'm getting more orange now. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a honey. It's a hun, it's a honeyed orange. You no, know, the, the honey I'm getting a, a lot more. Wait, wait, now. wait, wait. Maybe it's a blood orange. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. you. Get a, my Nathan explosion. <laughs> you, you get extra points when you're like, oh, well, maybe it's a. <laughs> oh, so it's, it's the the bloodies of oranges. Uh, um. No, and I'm. And I'm, I'm <laughs> He's just bitter. No, no. Uh, I still have a little bit of a blood orange liqueur in my cabinet, and it smells nothing like this. So I'm going to say no. I, I'm honestly getting still more of the honey, a lot more yeah. of the honey from the first time. Yeah, the pepper mm. is way reduced. Yep, yep, it is, especially so on the tail end. I'm, I'm liking it mm-hmm. more. I mean, not that it, I dislike pepper, but that was like a pimp slap of pepper. It was, yeah, with with a pimp hand, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, and especially for, I think that was part of that face all all of us made when we were like, oh, hello. Yeah. You, How are you? You are you are not a shy and retired. Well, now this is a lowland. 
There's only... Which is the other reason I was surprised. Like, whoa, lots of flavor. Okay, yeah. see, that's funny because I was going through my mind. I was like, I thought Lowlands were... There are six Lowland distilleries left. Okay. And I'm really surprised. Now that I'm uh, sloshing it around a little bit, the nose is starting to come back as some of the aromatics, you know, sort of effervesce. Mm. Yeah. That sweetness is definitely mm-hmm. right there. Oh, yeah. It it's mm-hmm. comes off more, <coughs> more sweet. And now I'm getting a little bit more of that, a little bit more of the, the, sweet, the sweet fruitiness of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, boy, that one, I'm so, like, I, I don't have anything really negative about it, but it's like it hasn't quite decided what it wants to be yet. Mm-hmm. Well, and unlike, unlike the and one before. 22, it should move out of its parents' basement. I was just about to make that joke. <laughs> it's graduated from college and gone home because it was a CLA major, and no offense to anybody. And we, and we just had a bunch of people tune out. Yeah. No, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. They weren't there to begin with. <laughs> they know me. It's okay. What can you do with a BA in English? <laughs> See, the same. Right, exactly. Well, uh, you're going to be a teacher, right? No. Um... Right, exactly. Then silence. <laughs> the uh, it's like announcing at a party. Oh, I play drums. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of oh. So you hang out with musicians. Oh, that's that's, exactly, that's, that's yeah. one of my favorite jokes. Yep. So you can be found around musicians. Yep, absolutely. You, you, you it's very Hi, useful. Yeah. It's very, it's <laughs> Hope very, you're listening. It's very useful when, but uh, you're not. when you get them on on stage, and you can tell the stage is even when they're drooling out of both sides of their mouth. <laughs> I, uh, That's a Rich Mulby joke right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. The the uh, the joke that I, I always learned about drummers is what's the difference between uh, in a parade between a, a drummer and a horse? Hmm. Drummer knows not to shit in the street. That's about it. <laughs> um, it was a it was a long way to go. Uh, yeah, I know. There, but, <laughs> so this is uh, aged in oak casks. That's that's pretty much the. Yeah. The uh, summary... The wonderful oh. thing about private labels is they don't give you much. Well, they do... Okay. <clears throat> oh. Battle Hill, on the outskirts of Huntley, <laughs> is a place <laughs> renowned <laughs> for its skirmishes <laughs> between clans. <laughs> the Battle Hill, an important landmark in Scotland, <laughs> Scotland's history. That's it. We did that pretty well together. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was very, very nice. Um, yeah, that, 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 nothing about the Scotch, just... Our name? It actually means shit. They're like, hey, this was made in Scotland. Yeah. Oh. Distilled in Blagnock. B-L-A-D. That's, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> what do you want to call the distillery? Blagnock. What? <laughs> oh, it's crap. Yeah. Aged 22 years. Product of Scotland. And then one of their ridiculous addresses. AB548HB. What, you can't use letters like normal countries? And the Scots say, no. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, England, what you what you have done to multiple countries' addresses. Them in Canada. <sighs> but they make good scotch, so I forgive them. This is true. I, I know they were waiting to hear that, so mm-hmm. they can uh, now so, rest easy. <laughs> right, the entire nation was just like, oh, okay, oh. all right, they're all right. Thank God. <laughs> so I added a bit more water, and the flavor that I was trying to find has come out more, and I still don't know what to name it. <laughs> it's but, Bladnock. But it's a flavor I'm familiar with, and wish I weren't. Bladnockian? No. 
Was that Star Trek Voyager? <laughs> it certainly got a medicinal feel to it, and I think that's... Ooh. Anytime you're going towards cough syrup, that's usually not a good thing. I mean, not that we all have been there. Bladnachians oh, God. were just next door to the breed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that that every every time I play an online game... And so the Bladnachians are like, dude, chill. <laughs> I, I put down, you know, name Breen. And, and so far, very few people have gotten it. Or if they've gotten it, they've just been like, oh, what a geek. But really, you're playing an online game. You have no stones to throw. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you, you didn't make a, a, a groan at my bad pun, but that's fine. I was really not paying attention. I figured as much. I was just... telling the brain to chill. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't... <sighs> yeah. Yeah, see. Yeah. My... My my depth puns the depth of my puns they're 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 all birdie level they're they're real yeah they're you real know down there. yeah they are yeah definitely mm-hmm. you know um, I mean I'm no Spencer but you should you should try improv uh, uh, no I <laughs> how much is this more way at least two grounds yeah okay I'm done yeah you really are can't we just get beyond because beyond Thunderdome I have a plastic eyedropper which I can kill you with. Truth. That we're going to talk about horror movies. How many squishy orifices to jam it into? That's okay. That's just hot. That's just yeah. (laughs) You're going. You know this. This fucking podcast is PG thirteen. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's okay. I don't you said any bad words. Well, we're already we're already drinking, so as long as like after we do all that and wrestle around, we just you know high five and say no homo, bro. It's it's cool. It's, it's okay. It's not gay. It's yeah. not gay at all. Yeah, that's yep, that's absolutely. exactly right. Mm-hmm. At some day, and I won't go into it because especially for saying PG thirteen, I've been kind of obsessed with uh, what they call uh, the uh, history of brevity is the uh, which is where the whole hashtag no homo bro comes from. But on uh, Craigslist. When you look for uh, J.O. parties, have you guys heard about this? Uh, people should look this up, but it's really jacked up, and I cannot believe it actually exists. It's as in a jerk-off party, and you can imagine how amazing and how I, I want to do a documentary on these. Because enough times I bring it up to people who are quite astute, and everyone looks at me like I'm making shit up, and I no. am not. No, I look at you in vague horror, but at no point. I get no that a lot. Point, I get that a no lot. Point, yeah, but that's... The depend. You don't even have to bring something up, and people look at you in vague horror. Absolutely, but, especially dating. Yes, but I in no way didn't believe you. No, and right. That was, well, that's that's the idea too. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, when you said Craigslist, I'm like, this is going <laughs> right there. It's going to end up someplace I don't want right. to go. You're like, you're oh, you're like, oh, I didn't realize the cliff was right there. It was, it was, it was quite nearby. That's that's good. No, uh, they did like a, a best uh, top uh, top ten of the different uh, Jo party party listings and I won't get into details but one of them was a man who was very very obsessed with the movie Twister and and uh, Tornadoes Under Themselves cow. and you can imagine another cow I think it's the same one I'm, I'm with you uh, and it's it's about as incredible as you can imagine I'm going to leave that to the imagination of the listeners good thing I'm drinking <laughs> I get the lot I get the lot too it's going to kill these brain cells <laughs> oh no so, you're so, going well, no, so, well, to remember this you're well, going to remember well, this there, there's, there's two options there's you drink and you know things and then there's you see something you say nothing and drink to forget and <laughs> I think we're Nightville fans over here <laughs> the latter yeah. I, I was driving along the other day and I said to my wife oh shit I looked at the dog park <laughs> <laughs> and she just don't look at the dog park I don't get it 
Uh, do you know Welcome to Night Vale? Oh, oh, I didn't hear the night. I, I totally missed that. Okay. I'm tracking. Okay. I'm with you on that. We actually drove past a dog park that <laughs> had a fire hydrant in the middle of it. <laughs> nice. That's a deep cut. Yeah. That's good. But 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 the purple figures were properly hidden. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't purple robes. Not that I looked, but I didn't see any. But I didn't see any because I didn't look. This is um, one of those things where I'm looking at somebody had already explained this to me before this. I would be oh, lost beyond oh. belief right now. Okay, well, I'll show you after the yeah, podcast. So, um, I am going to leap right into scoring. Because there's That's, nothing else to we're, Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm, again, hard-pressed with this one. Uh, I enjoyed it. You know, even though I brought it and it's it was, a, it was an older vintage, as it were, I'm going to go a little lower than the other one. I enjoyed it, but it was... It just gave me a mixed message. I'm going to go 3-2. I don't regret buying it, but I'm not going to run out and get another one. Hmm. <sighs> yep. Again, you and I are on the same page. I, especially when you, I probably tuned out and had you know the whatever theme music stuck in my head when you said that it was a that it was a 22 year old, which is really surprising. Uh, so I think that's that's helped to really color because I'm not as impressed with. This is I was the one previously, so I'm I'm at like a like a three two and a half. I'll give at least at least that. Besides just a besides a besides just a three two or a thirty three or three three. I mean, because mm-hmm. uh, same thing. I, there just wasn't as much going on. Wasn't bad. It, it wasn't that good. And also the subtleties were hardly there. I mean, I was mm-hmm. really fighting to get it because that's something sometimes I wrestle with mm-hmm. in getting that. I just wasn't getting the subtleties out of this whatsoever. Mm. Yeah, I'm actually going to go a little bit lower. I'm just going to wow. give it a straight, <clears throat> straight three three zero. Um, I mean, it's it doesn't do anything that's offensive, but it also doesn't do anything that really stands out. So it's 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 on you know it's it's on the better side of average, but it's you know, pretty in the middle for me. So Russian judge. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling there was a Russian lurking around here. <laughs> Is uh. Less pleasantly surprised, uh, thinking twenty two not so smooth. Uh, yeah, the pepper was just it was it was a little overwhelming. Um, like I said, I got a little bit of some other spice that I was not enjoying um, in the finish, which pleasantly went away with the water. Um, I did not continue to have the the anise flavor, um, but I I, I, do, I think you hit the nail upon the top with the allspice. That was that was really what I was getting. <laughs> Um, with the with the palate once the water was added, um, but I don't think I can give it more than a two eight. So, uh, is it flogging time? It, it, it is time to break out, Molly. Yes. So, this is the point where we ask if you have anything you'd like to flog, and we know you for do. Future shows. Oh God. <laughs> well, so many things. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think we should make this the Fringe Spectacular. So uh, you, you've got two shows. So mm-hmm. uh, as, as opposed to me, who I'm just going to rattle off shows that Fearless members are involved in, how about you uh, let us know when your shows will, uh, your two shows will be running? Uh, well, Fringe begins on, let me the see. Third, I yep, think. The third, I believe. Yep, yep, the third it would be that that Friday, which... No, no, that, that Thursday, absolutely. So we got Tragedy We Won that we were talking about, Tragedy We Won Kenobi, uh, begins on the 5th. That's our late night one, uh, 10 o'clock. 
and it's at the all the performances are at the Rarig. You can look on the website. Besides that, if you're on the whole book of faces and such, we've got our own page. Tragedy will be won, and then Blackbeard's Revenge begins on the fifth as well. That one's a little bit earlier. That more much earlier. That one's one p.m., which isn't too bad for opening times for either of those shows on a Saturday. I mean, opening up on a Saturday in the Rarig is incredibly fortunate. I mean, yeah, it's another aspect of of how we've just felt like we've been set up for success. So if if these fail, it's basically completely my fault. <laughs> so basically, but yeah, pretty much. It's all my fault. I, I would actually blame Tim Wick. Okay, I'm down. Well, yeah. speaking of blaming Tim Wick, um, the first show that I'm going to rattle off of Fearless Involved with is written by our, our lovely Fearless Artistic Director. Uh, it is Death in Yosemite, a comedic adaptation That's... of the nonfiction book. I am so not surprised that Tim was involved with really i know yeah national parks and and tim wick they're they're oil and water (laughs) i'm sorry no i meant like water and anything water soluble um so uh we've got members uh don krasnowski wendy bowlesby and jason kruger also involved in that show um along with uh with paul and with uh tragedy of obi-wan kenobi we also have uh nathan gerber and matthew kesson who are both fearless members involved in that show so i'm looking forward to that and jenna young of course was the fight coordinator uh, Kyle Decker is in Waiting for Gygax. Which also, my Matt Sachs is in that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Choice. Oh, yes. And then you get to the after parties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenna Young is in a show written by Philip Andrew Bennett Lowe called Serpentine or Serpentine. Probably Serpentine. Serpentine, baby. Um, Angela Fox is in The Summoning, written by Megan Slauson and directed by Eric Thompson. Also featuring Lauren Haven, Michael Bloom, and uh, Michael Bloom. Um, that's about a stolen Ouija board and things going funny afterwards. Uh, Becky Schmidt is in Facebook Lite, written by Nancy Majestad. Um, and it's also featuring uh, Jesse Goines and Aiden Milligan. And uh, Kelvin Hatley, a staple of the fringe, uh, will be doing Absurd Advice. Um, which is written and directed by Kezia Durham, which is Don Krasnowski's niece. Um, so, some interesting I'm sorry, I'm, there. I'm just laughing because I'm now picturing Kelvin, like, holding his arms out and then folding them at an angle around the fringe as a staple. And he would totally do that. Yeah, he would. Yeah. He would. Um, He'd do a show, and it would be about that, and it would be funny. Uh, Could it also be crossing that little, little uh, Microsoft... Uh, little staple guy, oh. a little, little something like that. Then I'd have to punch him. Well, I mean, you want to do that anyway. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> and then uh, Andrea Rapella is stage managing a show directed by Matt Alex and written by our friend Chip Lineburner uh, called The Well. Um, that had a staged reading last year at which, the Horror Festival. Which did, did have a staged reading at the Horror Festival. Uh, Lana and Dan Patton are fearless members that are involved uh, in performing of that show. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing that because I was at the stage reading and there were a couple of scenes like, how would that translate to stage? I know I can see now why they're doing this as a reading right now, but if they pull off what I know they're capable of pulling off, like the vision I have in my head, because Matt and I talked about it a little while after, this could be very, very interesting. I, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing that. So that's everything that is currently listed in the Facebook thread that is all the fringe. Uh, and then I went through the uh, the website myself, and there's another probably dozen shows that I favorited, a uh, couple of things that I want to see it's based great. on name alone. And there's a few things that, that uh, 
former guest of the show, Natalie Voss, is uh, in a couple of shows um, that I got to check out. I, and... I will be doing a, uh, a horror show uh, during Fringe. I will be traveling to Detroit to visit my in-laws. No, I, they're actually awesome, and I love them very dearly. But no, it's in Detroit, so yeah, it's still see, a horror show. But I, yeah, will I, was, be go, I will be going to, to Detroit. I was waiting to see which way you're going and, with that. I and I will, be, I will be actually getting to do our traditional urban blight tour. Uh, my wife, who is a native Detroiter, will take me on an urban blight tour where we will drive through neighborhoods that will make me go, Oh, my God. Are those and, the ones that were uh, where every plot, every lot was going for about 40 bucks? Um, no, they couldn't like get anyone to go forty bucks. No, in most cities there is a neighborhood where you can find on every couple, like every block or two, there is a house that has been boarded up or burned down or is in some way not a good place. In Detroit, it's on in these areas there might be a house that isn't burned down, boarded up, or otherwise falling apart. And um, yeah, it's it's. Um, a little bit shocking for some of these areas, but uh, so yeah, I won't be going to French sadly because I will be going to Detroit. It sucks. I mean, the timing. Yes, my mm-hmm. my, my ultra pass is sitting at, uh, at, at on near Perrin's left shoulder. It's, it's up on the little uh, the board there. I'm, I'm ultra pass number thirteen. Nice, good so, number. Yeah. And did you have anything you wanted to vlog? Nope. All right. So we have a tradition. That uh, you may remember, or you may have been, you may not, because you were drinking at the time. <laughs> not enough for me to usually forget. Excellent. Unless, so unless our I tradition is that we um, see if our either of our guests would like to toast us out. So we do a toast. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, run by our guests, where you would toast us out with something pithy and meaningful. And if you don't. That's okay. We have something pithy and meaningful that we can do, but you know, we, well, we pithy. I don't know what meaningful. Yeah, well, uh, I think. Um, well, I grew up. One of the most uh, important people in, for me growing up was uh, Hunter S. Thompson, and he always had a great a great line that he always just said. Uh, he just said, uh, "Fuck the bozos," and you know, when it comes down to it, take no guff from those swine. Here, here.